Well, hey there, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 1 of the Empowered Agency Podcast, formerly the Kate All Show. This is where I share with you wisdom, practical advice, and leadership for those wanting to grow and scale their agency. My goal is to help you multiply yourself and reach your goals, both personal and professional. And I believe there are agencies that come in all different shapes and sizes, serve all different types of audiences, and yours is unique and successful just like you. I do have a Pinterest marketing agency that I focus on. So some of my examples that I use in this podcast apply to Pinterest marketing agencies, but you can take those and apply those to yours as well. So this season, we are talking about the nitty gritty pieces of running an agency, burnout, systems versus processes, that phrase trading time for dollars. I'm sure a lot of people have heard that before. We're going to be going into ROI and tracking if you're confusing your clients, when to remove services, and we might even talk about LLC versus S-Corp. These are questions that I get from a lot of people. In addition, we're going to talk about the different types of agencies and business models that are out there because there are a lot of different ones that you could choose from. So I want to say this. Um, I have a 12-week coaching program called Pinterest Agency Pro. It was set to launch in August, but one of the things I realized was that August is a very difficult time to launch something, not only for me personally, but also for a lot of what I'm seeing in the industry. So I'm choosing to take some time and step back and rework it and think about doing live masterclasses. If you are on my email list, which comes out every Sunday, you know that I asked this question last week. What would you think about live paid masterclasses only centered on one subject? And the biggest reason I did that was because I stepped back and realized as I had just signed up for a membership around a specific topic that when I logged in, I got a lot of stuff. It was robust and I'm really excited to take this email course. It's not email marketing like ConvertKit, but it's more cold leads for email. And that was something that really surfaced out of our last pro group was this need to get smart and strategic with cold email pitching. So I bought this membership that came highly, highly recommended. And I realized that the weight of what type of investment I needed to give this particular membership felt so overwhelming. And I just didn't know how I was going to find the time. And truly, I needed to block out this time in my schedule. I need to have my assistant hold me accountable to do it. Like there's a lot of things. So I backed up from that and I actually even interviewed some past, um, well not interview, but I emailed them past pro students. And I said, how did you feel about the 12 weeks? Like, did that feel overwhelming? Did it feel good? Would you have liked to take it in pieces and parts? And some said, you know, the 12 weeks were good, but there were times where I felt like I was falling behind because there were so many things I was also doing in my agency And pieces and parts might have been good, but the 12 weeks was still good too. So what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to run a few live paid masterclasses on specific topics. I will send out a survey to see what topic you want me to cover because we have in our pro group basically steps one through seven of 
starting an agency with two to three clients and scaling up to where you can hire people. Now that doesn't happen obviously in the 12 weeks, but you lay the foundation for growth. So how can we take pieces and parts of that and pull down and give you those tools so that you can learn in the moment, process the information, create some action items and put it into play. I will tell you for me, That if I was to get on a call with this person who I bought the email course from, which I'm super excited about, don't get me wrong, but man, if I had two hours of dedicated time that I had to put in my calendar that I knew I was learning from him and I was going to take away the action items from that time, I bet I would have moved faster and quicker. And that's not to indicate like I need the hustle and the grind, but I need not to have courses dying in my inbox, right? You all know it. In fact, somebody emailed me back. It was such a really great, insightful email that said, I would buy a course and then I wouldn't be able to do it. And then it would sit in my inbox. And then two years later, another course would come out that felt like it was this like shiny penny, like, oh, I need the new and the latest version. And I would buy that. And then I wouldn't be able to do it. And then pretty soon I had two courses sitting in the graveyard of my inbox, dying a very slow death, and they were never going to be opened. I know that too, because I used to have a course 2015, 16, 17, and I still get emails from people asking if they can log into that course. It's been retired and I emailed them about retirement like forever ago and we closed it. It's 2022, and you're just now thinking about a course you bought in 2017. That is five years ago. Also, you would not want a Pinterest course from five years ago. It would not serve you well. So all that to say, I'm giving myself some freedom to do a lot of experimenting, which sometimes is a little difficult for me because I am an Enneagram 3. I always think of how to do things right and be successful. And I talked with some friends the other day, and I was like, I love teaching people live. Like it's so life-giving for me and I really love it. And they gave me some good feedback, some things to consider. Maybe sometimes when live trainings don't go well and it's not life-giving. So that is a very long way to say we're just changing things up and I'm really excited about that. Okay, so to kick off this season, I'm going to share a story of an experience that I had with an agency. Now, I will not give you the industry. I will not give you the name because I don't play that game. But I am going to tell you about my experience. And we joke, which it's really not a joke. We joke that this is the $7,000 lesson for us. And it was very good. It's very painful to pay $7,000 for something that didn't work out. But I cannot even explain explain to you how, well, I can. I'm actually about to do it. (laughs) How awesome this experience has been for us. So let me walk you through it. We had a need and a friend gave me the name of somebody who could fill that need and they were very excited about it. And so we connected with this particular company and said, we would like to potentially hire you for your services. And it was such a fantastic first impression experience from when we signed up for our time to connect with them in a discovery call we were nurtured and these nurture emails were so good. In fact, my um, integrator, Leslie, who works with me at Simple Pen, we saved them and we said, man, this is a really good takeaway for us as a service provider. Like, how do we create the same feeling we're having for our clients? 
And that is right there, the number one lesson for you as you're working with other service providers. How do you take away how you feel in working with somebody and put that into your business? Now, sometimes this can be a negative feeling, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. But in this case, it was very positive feeling. How do I feel seen and prepped for what I'm about to receive? So we saved these emails and we thought, this is so great. In fact, at one point, Leslie and I were like, can we just give them, give them our money right now? Like, we're, we're so excited to work with them. They just sound so amazing and all these kinds of things. So we get on the discovery call and it was so good. Again, we are taking notes like crazy. We were like, this is such a fantastic pre-onboarding um, experience. Like we like to call this the forum discovery call experience. I talk about this in my pro course too. And the discovery call was so disarming. It was so relaxing. There was no high pressure sales. And I know there's people out there that really, they are salespeople and they love that kind of thing. I get pitched from people doing sales for agencies all the time, get them to make a decision in the call, get them to do this, get them to do that. To do that. And I will tell you, as a business owner who receives that, and I have been on the receiving end of that through a call, hard stop for me. I'm out. Anytime I feel like you are pushing me like a used car salesman, nope. So what was very disarming about this call was a statement that was made to say, I'm not here to sell you. I'm here to give you a perspective of what our business is. And I thought that is so amazing. Like, I love that line immediately. And I was relaxed. Now, whether or not that's a sales tactic or not, you can be, maybe if you're listening and you do sales, you're like, yeah, that's a sales tactic. It worked. Fantastic. It is the one that works for me. Okay. So they also had some great visuals. It was so good. We got to the point where we had to make a decision and right away, it was an easy sell for us. We were like, this seems like a perfect fit. And we got to the first call and we were really excited. We feel like they were asking some really good questions about us, getting to know us. But there was a little bit of something that all of a sudden felt a tiny bit off. That the attentiveness from the first, from the discovery call to now the first call with the team, man, it, it felt like, mm, I don't know if we're getting the same care here. And not in a really overt way, but more like, did was the baton handed off well? Now, there's a really great book, and it is um, Never Lose a Customer Again. And what they talk about is this first 100 days of working with somebody. And one of the first things that people encounter is buyer's remorse right after they pay. And if you don't do something to swoop in and really make them feel secure, they're going to have buyer's remorse. And that seed got planted in that first call because it just felt like something didn't transition well. So there were things that were being asked that we had felt out like a really extensive like branding form. We also do this at Simple Pen. And some things were asked that it's like, but we thought we put that information in there. Like, why, why are we talking about this again? Lots of grace. That is one of the things that we believe here at Simple Pen. Like, 
everybody can have an off day. Everybody can have something not go right. It's totally fine. So then we get to the second call and it was like, oh, this, that, that first feeling of, of buyer's remorse, like that's coming up again. Like, oh, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if, um, I just don't know. And so we were talking about it and we were kind of the, that disillusionment, like all the things that were in the beginning of the wow factor to get us to say yes, felt like they were gone. And so we went back and we said to our team, our services team, how do we make sure this doesn't happen? So e literally everything we're, we're experiencing when we don't like it, we're going back to our team every time. How can we fix this? How can we make this better? And so now in this point of the journey, which is supposed to be a certain amount of time, it is being extended and we realize, oh, we're not going to hit our timeline. And we really wanted this timeline and this is the timeline they promised us, but it's not lining up, right? So we, at this point, I would say we're probably three or so weeks in. And we are identifying these pieces of frustration and feeling extreme buyer's remorse. And now we're having to follow up with them. And now nobody's taking initiative with us. Um, there's a series of things that are happening. And again, at every point that these things are happening, we're going back to our team. And so something that was only supposed to take like, a short amount of time ends up taking quadruple the amount of time. And at the end, we are not working with them. And so here's our fail forward moment. And here's what we took away to be this amazing lesson. Number one, it surfaced for us a new way to work with our clients. That was so awesome for us. That is something that we would have never figured out had we gone through this hard experience. And it coincided with an innovation and ideation day with our team where the account specialists were like, man, I really want to get in differently with the clients and I really want to work with them in this way. I feel like this is the pain point. I want to serve them better. And I was like, oh, well, we just had an experience like that. Maybe we could do that. But first, we're going to tell you all the things that we want to be better than what we experienced. So number one is wow them at the get-go. Keep that there. That's amazing. We loved that. But pay attention to how you thread that high level of attentiveness throughout the time that you work with somebody. So I understand in the beginning people are really excited. That makes sense, right? But don't get to this place that like you're really excited and you're emailing them all the things that they need to do. And then pretty soon by week two or three, you're not really following through on what you said you were going to do. You're not emailing them and there's no communication. That is mistake number one. Keep that level of communication right there. It's like the attention to detail with communication. Obviously, I'm a huge stickler about it, but it is very important and it says a lot. Number two is nurture. Nurture them throughout the process. Ask them how they're doing. How can I serve you? I think this thing that we went through could have been circumvented if something had, if somebody had said like, how are you doing? And we did express, I want to be honest, we did express where we were at. We're like, man, this is really, 
this is not going the way that I had wanted. And why are we having to circle back with you to book our calls when you said you would do that with us? So that's number three, follow through. If you say you are going to do something, you absolutely 1000% need to do it. I understand again that there are certain things that fall through the cracks, but if you are working with something, somebody and it happens more than once, that is a problem. This number four is so, so, so important to me. Lead your people through the process. They want to feel led. They are looking to you as the expert in your industry. They do not know what they're doing. They don't even know what questions to ask. So if you swoop in at every point and say, I want you to do this, or um, here's the next step in the process. We're going to do this next. It's like you're leading them down this pathway, right? And if for some reason you screw up, own the screw up and get back on track. Our team is not 100% perfect, but our motto is definitely fail forward and you learn from the mistake. And if a mistake is made twice, we put our team on like a 30-day action plan. We go deep with them. Why are you missing these things? There's a lot of coaching that happens. Communicate confidence. I mean, this is really important. In our process, we had multiple people say they were new. That did not communicate confidence to us. And we gave them this feedback, right? We said, it feels really weird that all of a sudden we have all these people that are new. Do they know about us? Did they read the branding form? Because while we were in the call, it felt like there was a disconnect. I, we didn't feel known to the company. We didn't feel our needs. You presented us with things that we didn't need. And even at the end, when they pitched us um, ongoing services, there were things included that we had said in the beginning, like, well, we don't want this. And, you know, it was there. And they apologized, but it just didn't work out. Okay, here's one thing that this company did really, really well. They looped back around for feedback. And they said, we really want to know what we didn't do well. And I give them huge credit for that because it takes guts to sit in a seat and receive the things that you didn't do well. And as a person who has sat in that seat, there is a difference between constructive feedback and just criticism. And you as I'm going to say this less as an agency owner and you as someone who hires people to do services for you, be very clear on that line. It is crushing to people for you just to straight criticize them to say, you just did not do a good job. Okay. Can you give me some tangible things that I didn't do well? No, I just was unhappy. Okay. What parts were you unhappy with? Well, this didn't turn out like I thought it would. Okay. Well, what you listed this as an expectation and we gave you this. So what other expectations did we not meet? Well, it just didn't meet what I wanted it to do. And what that really means is I had high expectations of your service serving me on this, in this way, and it didn't do it. But I, that's really on me because I didn't communicate my expectations to you. Whereas with this, we were able to give very concrete feedback that said, we're coming from a service provider perspective. 
And we want to be honest with you about these things. So we gave very concrete examples of not following the timeline, not knowing our needs, not communicating confidence, not booking calls with us, not following through. And so it was less to say, you are a bad company, because I don't think that at all. I think they have really great potential. I I can see also that we got caught in a massive internal shift in their company. And that is unfortunate. And I also have a lot of grace for that to say sometimes things like that happen. I've had it happen to me and I'm never going to go for the jugular of somebody and just tell them how horrible they are. But I'd rather say, yeah, these are the things that fell through the cracks and we can see it for what we see it to be. And, you know, maybe for us, it just wasn't the time to work with you. And we wish you the best of luck. We really hope you make it through this transition. And they were really clear to say, okay, we, we want you to know that in whatever way in the future, we, we want to be able to earn your business back. And that was really good closure to the experience that we had had. And that speaks to, um, that's an offboarding piece. Offboarding is one of the most powerful things you can do in your business. And it's painful sometimes because somebody is leaving. But I will tell you, we left that company well. And we have somebody we know who really does truly care about our feedback and cares about our future business. And that speaks volumes. Even if we don't go with them or not, we can give an honest feedback to say to somebody else who asks us, Hey, we, we had an interesting experience with them. We really got caught in the shift. So if you want to work with them, I think I would ask questions around how new their people are, how well they are sticking to the timeline lately, how well they lead people through the process. I just think those are questions hindsight. I would tell somebody else to ask. So it's not a negative. I would never leave a negative review and be like, these people suck. I would just leave that ask better questions about where they're at in their business. We could have just got caught in the crossfire. So that was our $7,000 lesson. And while spending $7,000 is painful, um, the fruit of that, like I said, man, so good. We have a whole new service at Simple Pin called the Accelerator. We have a way that we're working with clients that serves them even better for their Pinterest marketing needs. We had already been doing something similar, but we just amped it up and leveled it up in a way to say, this is how we want to make sure your Pinterest account is so set up, so built, so strategic, and we get to do this six to eight week timeline with you. And we're really excited about it. And the team is excited about it. So had we not had this experience, we never, ever would have created this. And for us, it has breathed new life into our team, new ways that we can serve people. And we haven't changed up how we're serving people for eight years. We have just done monthly management, which we still do. But this is really on the front end. So we're really excited to see how this goes. It's a little bit risky to try a new service. But the I am actually, this is another thing that, another takeaway. I'm actually going through the whole process first. So from form to first email I received from them to discovery call coaching. I have done it all. And at each point I've said, this is wrong on the form. It's confusing. This is wrong in the beginning email. We need to fix this. 
this here. Make sure that you say this in your discovery call. Make sure this PDF is here. Make sure this is here. And so I'm seeing it through my lens of a CEO. What do I want from somebody that I hire? And Leslie's with me too. And she can say certain things like, yes, do this. Don't do this. Even yesterday, one of the biggest things that came up when we were running through some beta tests was please make sure that we are scheduling and leading them through the scheduling process for their three strategic calls within this part, this uh, system. I want you to be ahead of them. I do not want them to ask us about booking these calls. I want you to get this information from them. I want you to treat them this way. Please say this, not say this. And that is not micromanaging, but it's more like, can we infuse this in here? And they have knocked it out of the park. Will there be mistakes? Absolutely. Since this is the first couple of times we're running it. But the heart of it is how can we serve people in the best way possible? And I think that's what agency owners and service providers need to always keep front and center. That book, Never Lose a Customer Again, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. It's a little bit beefy, but it gives, and I think from what I remember, it gives the example of a dentist's office. But I will tell you now as a service provider, I see things through a different lens of how they keep me. And let's just say my dentist is a little bit, (laughs) might be on the chopping block because they keep canceling my appointments and then they keep getting things wrong. And then I'll show up in the office and my, my, you know, appointment was magically moved without someone telling me. So I guess just think about how you want to be treated as a service provider too. So I look forward to diving into all of these exciting things in season three of the Empowered Agency podcast. Please sign up for my email that comes out every Sunday, kateall.com slash subscribe. It'll be in the show notes below. And I'm just excited to serve you this season to help you become a better service provider, especially in these crazy times that we're in. And thanks so much for listening to this podcast. If you have a chance to leave a review, I would love it. I'm a new podcast here. So any reviews that you have would just be great info for me to be able to continue to make this the best for you. All righty. Thanks so much for listening. 